This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated. I turn to it so it could just, my God, set me straight, make me feel like a million bucks again, and just get me ready for the day. So please head on over to their website. That's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products. And get this, when you use promo code Art of the Beholder, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, if you need a little direction on where to start, I recommend Lemon Lime. Guys, you're going to love it, won't be disappointed. So please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures. Now, back to the show. Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be talking about art in the culinary arts or the pastry arts, focusing on baking by interviewing a, well, we're interviewing a witch today, no, but no ordinary witch, but a baking witch that goes by the name Jessie. Now, Jessie was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. She was in baking since she was in elementary school, but for the last seven years, she's been delivering a variety of goodies professionally, from wedding cakes to special occasion cakes to cupcakes to cookies to pies to everything. She does it all with each sweet treat she bakes being pure magic. So we're really, really happy that she's in the house today to talk with us. So let's meet her, guys. Miss Jessie, the Bake Witch herself. Welcome to the show, Jessie. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and chat about all things baking. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i excited, too, because this is, this is a little off course for our regular shows, but this is an art nonetheless. I, I, I can't stress that enough. We've been, we definitely have been slowly trickling into all the different kinds of arts, you know, art forms in the world. So I'm so, so excited to talk about your craft today. But at first, I want to talk about, I think I want to start with your name. I want to start with the bake witch. Why use the designator witch? I think why I've grown up always liking things witchy, um, dressed as witches for Halloween forever. And I think it just kind of indicates that there's something magical and almost mysterious about baking, which it can be if you don't know the science behind it. How much How much do you dive into the science of baking as well? I read a lot about it. Um, I think it's really interesting how ingredients pair together to do different things and how adding one can change the entire course of a baked good. Oh man! Oh, I already have some piggyback questions right now, but let's put a pin on that before you know. Before we dive into the into the heart of the matter, the the art, you know, 
the the craft that is baking. I do want to hear your background. I like to give our listeners a little background on all of our subjects and definitely our interviewees. So let's hear, you know, before you became the Bake Witch, you know, what kind of led you down this path? I think uh, probably my mom and my aunt and my grandmother. Um, I used to bake with them all the time when I was a child. It was really fun for me and learning from them. My grandmother used to make a lot of German pastries since that's where she grew up. And it was always a fun activity for all of us to do together where I was learning what they enjoyed and I got to spend a lot of time with them. And I kept doing it over the years and trying different things, um, which kind of led me to where I am now of figuring out what things I like making the most. What do you like to make the most then? I really enjoy making layered cakes of any size. Um, And then I also really enjoy a holiday treat of making a bouche de Noel or a Yule log. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think those are my favorite things to make. What does that entail? How do you how do you make a Yule log? Yeah, the well, the first thing that I made like totally by myself as a kid was a jelly roll which is similar to a Yule log, but it's a thinly baked cake that you put a filling in and then roll up. And then you can either leave it and just sprinkle it with powdered sugar, or you can create any sort of frosting and top it with that. I am I am salivating just talking about this stuff. <laughs> I <laughs> thank God I had dinner before we did the show. Um, so you do okay. So it sounds like you do a little of everything. Is there anything you shy away from? Is there anything you um, you know maybe haven't tried that you really want to try? There are some things that I definitely shy away from. I don't use fondant because I personally don't like the taste of it, even when you make it edible. I think that's a lot of people, though, right? I've I've read that you know fondant is more for the the aesthetics, the sh- you know to make like it s- sculptures essentially from the baking pieces. Yeah, which that's not really my thing when I bake. Um, I think the closest that I would get to that is I really like making a Swedish princess cake, um, which is a traditional Swedish birthday cake, and you make marzipan and roll it out and top the cake with that. Um, so I like doing that because it tastes good, because I like almond flavor. <laughs> so you're not like making the entire Hogwarts school from, you know, fondant and those kind of pieces, things like that. You keep it simple, it sounds like. Or I typically do most decorating with uh, buttercream or whatever type of frosting I'm using. So whether it's making flowers or writing something on it, I'll just use the same buttercream that I frost the cake with. I feel like this is just a perfect segue to talking about the craft that is baking from an artistic perspective. You know, I like to think about the culinary arts or the baking arts or whatever, you know, as a multi-sensory experience. And I think baking is, is in a lot of ways, no different. Uh, So let's go kind of through the senses. And, you know, I first was going to start with sight, but, you know, it sounds like maybe taste is the most important sense from our conversation so far do you feel like it has to just you know at the end of the day it's a dessert it just has to taste great that is absolutely my opinion oh hell hell yeah let's go okay i prefer things to taste good over looking pretty um i've had a lot of friends that have tried to do baking projects and they're just starting out and it doesn't look exactly the way that they want it to or like the picture that is in the recipe and I always tell them the most important thing is, does it taste good? And if it tastes good, people will enjoy it. 
I think my second thing is making it look nice. Um, but I focus mostly on the taste of things because to me, that's why you're enjoying a cake. It should taste good. Should taste good. Exactly. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so let's dive, let's, let's dig a little deeper in there. What, uh, you know, do you like, you know, how do you make your pieces? Sweet and fluffy, light and creamy? Oddly prefer less sweet things. Hmm. So I tend to go with, um, why a lot of citruses. I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I love candy. Um, so that's like my favorite type of sweet. But when it comes to eating cake, I want something that has a little sharpness to it. So I use a lot of citrus curds in my cake or um, zest within the cake. And then when it comes to making buttercream, I usually do a Swiss meringue buttercream. I think that's my favorite because it's mostly butter versus an American buttercream, which is a lot of sugar. So it has a more buttery taste to it. And then whatever flavor you add to it shows up a little bit better. So I'll add anything to my buttercream from coffee to caramel to chocolate to olive oil is a thing that I've been really into adding lately. What's your go-to? What's your favorite? Like if you're going to make a cake for yourself? Um, that's a really good question. I think there are probably two. My I love chocolate cake, so that's, I think, my favorite one to make myself. And a couple of years ago, I really love Take 5 bars. It's my favorite candy bar. And I thought, that is a wow. That is man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't know what they were. But I thought about it, and I was like, I could make this into a cake. And so I sat down and tried to figure out what pieces of that candy bar would go into the cake and how I would do that. And I think that's probably my favorite cake that I've ever made because it's got salty, it's got crunchy, it's got salted caramel, which I really love. And then um, peanut butter whipped cream uh, or peanut butter cream cheese frosting is what I usually use. Jesse, you're killing me. I, I want a cake right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, this is torture almost. I want to order one of those right now. Jesse, <laughs> I want one right now. And you had mentioned the science. I'm, I'm, it sounds like you're a little bit of a scientist at heart as well, because uh, when you're talking about, uh, you know, crafting some of these pieces, there's a lot of man, there's a lot of science that goes into uh, balancing out these things with uh, different ingredients and things like that. Speak a little to that as well. Trying to figure out what flavors go together as part of it. So testing and experimenting with that. And some of them I've made have not worked, and that's totally okay. I think when you're first starting out especially, it's super important to read recipes. Um, there's, That's how I learned. I did not just immediately start making up my own recipes because that does take a lot of thought going into it. But the more that you follow the recipe when you're baking and understand how ingredients go together, like adding in baking powder is going to make the cake rise so that it's fluffy. Um, you can learn what you can and can play with in the cake. And the flavor for me is the biggest one where there's usually a formula for flour, sugar, salt, all of that that goes into the cake. And you can adjust some of those as needed. But the flavor is, I think, my favorite part to play around with where I think the one cake that I tried making that I still want to try again was I was trying to make um, a play on 
a cocktail and make a tiki hmm. cake. Okay. And like an an adult alcoholic beverage kind of cocktail, but in cake form? Yeah. So I have a lot of friends that are really into tiki drinks and Oh, oh my god, yes. I love some love me some tiki drinks. Me too. Like, um Mac Macadamia Chichi. Have you ever had one of those? I haven't, but now I want to try it. No, oh my god. Uh, after the show, I'm not kidding. Jesse, look up the ingredients for a Macadamia Chichi. And it is strong, though. You can only have one or two of those guys, and you will feel it for the rest of the night, maybe a little into the next day. But it is so, it is a little piece of heaven in your mouth and in, in, the, in the form of a tiki cocktail. That sounds great. I'm going to look that up immediately after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have any sort of recipe for a cocktail and what I was following, just tried to go off of what I liked in cocktails. So I used passion fruit and lemon curd and a white cake that had some lemon zest in it. And then I made a buttercream with a little bit of almond extract and put a little bit of orgeat in it as well. And it ended up, it was pretty good, Mm. but I think there were some adjustments that I would make moving forward to just make it more of a tiki cocktail cake. So I, and it's, really funny because you'll take cakes to people and they gush over how great they are and you as the person that made them just like nitpick every little thing that you would do differently like oh this cake wasn't fluffy enough see this is why you guys are artists as well (laughs) it's yeah you're your own worst critic aren't you it's true i am because most of the time when i take a cake to a place especially if it's like a test cake that i'm working on and i share it with friends they all love it and it's like pulling teeth to get actual like constructive feedback to know what I could do better. Well, no one wants to. Cri- yeah, that's a hard thing to criticize when you're in front of the artist, too. You know, it is true. I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to say that you made a bad cake. And again, it's so there is. Well, there is objectivity to all art, but there's there's a lot of subjectivity as well. Right. So is there a do you have a special someone that could maybe give that objective criticism without without there being a lot of fireworks. Yeah, I do. And and they do for sure give like very constructive feedback, which is really nice, but it is it's hard to only have it from one person. It's there are a range of cake enjoyers. There are the people that like super sweet stuff. There are people that don't like cakes at all. And so I think finding a balance of getting feedback from all of those How different... many of those really exist though? How many people don't like cakes at all. I, I feel like I've met them. I've met, met people that don't like cookies as well. Do you try to convert them? Be like, well, you've never tried. You never tried this shit. You know, you've never tried my stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. I will try to get people to try it, but there are some people that still are just they don't they don't enjoy a cake, which is totally okay. That's my. That's, uh, it's totally okay. Yeah, but it is a little mind boggling. A little bit. I agree. You know, I, I it's it's hard to fathom people that don't like a, a nice dessert sometimes after a nice meal. I don't know. It's um, but I digress. Let's get back to the meat of the matter, and um, I think we're moving on a little bit to sight. So you said your second favorite or most important thing with your pieces is 
is the aesthetics of it, the site. Yes. Yes. But you said you're not going to make this big elaborate piece. You 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 uh, focus on simplicity. And so <laughs> just to pull it back to the tiki example, the tiki cocktail, like so you wouldn't be like making a little tiki god on the top of that cake. How what would you do with that one? I would normally put f- fresh flowers on it. I think that's one of my favorite techniques. Yeah, because it really, I mean, especially if you put any sort of, I use mostly edible flowers because there are a lot of things that are not safe to put on food, even though they look beautiful, they're poisonous. Yeah, and so, that's a bad thing. Call it old fashioned. You don't want poison on your cake. No, you don't. And so I'll use a lot of edible flowers or food safe flowers. If there is fruit in the cake, I'll use that to put on top as well. So maybe dehydrated lemons if there's lemon in the cake to go with that. And then I really focus mostly on just frosting it pretty simply. I don't do a lot of elaborate designs when it comes to frosting, which I think is okay. There are people that do it and they're really good at it. And I love looking at them and I will send people their way when they ask for that. But it did take me a little bit to realize that when I'm making cakes for other people, that they might have a specific vision that doesn't match up with either my skill set or what I enjoy doing. And I am very honest with people now and tell them that it doesn't. And it will either pivot into, okay, well, how would you approach this idea for a cake? And how would you make this come to life? And then we work through it together. Or it pivots into, is there anyone that you would recommend around Atlanta that does this type of baking or cake decorating? And Hmm. I'll usually have a list of, okay, these people do fondant. These people do vegan baking. This person makes highly decorative cakes if that's what they're looking for. Um, But I found that it's really important for me to do a good job on the cake that I've been tasked with and also have it meet the expectations of the person that I'm baking for. So I never want to overpromise and then not be able to accomplish what they want because typically people are buying them for a special occasion, like a birthday or an anniversary. And I know I would feel very disappointed if I set out to get something and it didn't meet what I expected. Of course. No, that makes that that was very well articulated. What a perfect answer. Um, You're welcome. Uh, So uh, what is your most popular item then? Speaking of that, do you get the most orders for wedding cakes, birthday cakes? I think birthday cakes is probably the most popular thing that I've gotten. Um, I've done a handful of wedding cakes over the years and I do enjoy them. they can also be stressful. Oh god, but, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I think I think everything like related multiple... to weddings can be stressful. Oh my god, dude, yes. Oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> don't get me started. Let's not even go there uh, because yeah, when I think of like a wedding cake, I'm thinking of like three or four uh, tiers, right, levels. And is is this is this incredibly nerve wracking for you guys? Guys, just the delivery. I, I just, I am, when I think of that huge cake, like what's, cause we've all seen that video, right? We've seen that fail video where someone drops the cake. Like, does that go through your head or do you have like a separate delivery service do it? I deliver all my cakes or clients pick them up and that goes through my head every time. Even when I'm moving a cake 
from the counter to the freezer when I'm in the midst of like trying to frost it and I'm in the second stage that goes through my head every time like I'm going to drop this which I have indeed dropped a cake on the ground before Uh, while putting it into the oven I have tripped over one of my pets and dropped a cake so now they're banished from oh no what kind of pets what kind of pets do you got cats cats we have one cat one dog in the house how many cats you got I have three Oh, three. Okay. Yep. You are a witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of cats? Uh, are they black all... with green eyes? Oh, man. No, I wish. I've so always perfect. wanted a black cat. Um, no, one of them is like multicolored and mostly gray. One's looks blonde and then the other one is white and orange. Real quick. Let's hear the names and we'll, we'll move back. Um, there's Charlie, whose full name is Charles nice. Entertainment Cheese. Oh, man. That's great. Um, I love that. And then Phoebe Cats, like Phoebe Cates. <laughs> okay. And then Phoebe uh, Cates from like uh, from Gremlins. Uh, yes. Oh, I was thinking of um, uh, Fast Times. At, also, also yeah. from that. But Gremlins yeah. was my favorite movie as a kid. Oh, Gremlins is an absolute classic. Oh, we're gonna have to have you back on another show just to talk just to talk Gremlins now. Oh my gosh, I would like love you, that. Look what you look what you started. <laughs> and then the last one's name is Pippin. Pippin. Okay. So uh, it's Charlie, Phoebe, and Pippin. I like yep. that. Yeah. Okay. Happy, happy um, coven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a lot of witch puns today. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. That's okay. So, <laughs> so uh, let's, um, I have never seen so many baking shows in my life that I have found in the last maybe five, five years-ish, like, you know, with the boom of Netflix and other streaming services because we've seen the, the, you know, the great British baking show. And I think the last one we saw was the one that looks like you don't know if it's a baked good or like, like a, like the real thing or a plastic version of it. Like they have to cut into it to see if it's, have you seen this show? I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. I think it's called, is it cake? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Right, what do you, what do you think of the, the boom in your, in in your field like the the interest in it all of a sudden i think it's great because i i think baking can be such a relaxing thing for people to do um you're looking at a set of instructions reading them following them um but there is a preciseness to it that you don't find in cooking um Mm. cooking you can play around a lot remove ingredients add ingredients Um, I actually don't really like to cook very much. I Hmm. prefer baking. So really, (laughs) yeah, my partner does all the the cooking (laughs) and I do all the cleaning and do all the cleaning and baking. Clearly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I really like, I love Great British Bake Off. It's very fun to watch. I've had people tell me that I should go on a baking show. I personally think it would stress me out. Um, Oh, why? Oh, you should do it. (laughs) I maybe one of these days I will, but at this point. Oh my I, God, you have to tell us and then we have to, I, we have to I, watch and promote it and everything. Yeah, yeah. If I ever go on one, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> I'll be the besides, first to besides, know. Besides my family. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's <laughs> nice to hear. Um, which one would you, would it, would it be the, the British, the great British bake off? I think that's probably my favorite one. I've recently started watching Bake Squad on Netflix because like, a lot of bakers. I really love Christina Tozzi. 
she made a career of baking just by making cookies. Um, so I watched her chef's table baking. I actually really liked that series as well because it goes into people's career path and how they got to where they are. But I think Bake Squad is really interesting because it's four professional bakers that she put together and their task is to make a different treat. Um, well, they they each make something and then the person that is on the show picks what they want for their event, um, which I find to be fun because there's a layer of these people are experts in their field. One's a chocolatier, one uh, is called the queen of cakes on there and it's fun to watch them think through how they would do things and you can always pick up tips on baking shows as well like there's tons of stuff out there that you would never think of like flavors that you would never think of or how to build a cake that looks like a dog if you want to do that um so I well, think we'll there's... make a little we'll make a little Charlie and Phoebe. And yeah, you, you could make any of those things. And I think it's neat to see how people think through what they're going to end up creating for pastries specifically, I think, are like the precise pastries that you'll find in really fancy restaurants. Those are a form that I've never delved into, but I would enjoy that because I think there is such a preciseness in how you arrange things on a plate to get them to look the way that they look when they get out to the table. Is it therapy for you too? Like how you talk about it, it makes me think of that this is kind of therapeutic for you. It is. It's usually very relaxing. Um, this is, I, I do have a nine to five job that I do. So every once in a while, there are times where I find it to be stressful just if I've had a busy day um, and I'm then have to bake a cake after work. But I've gotten a lot better at managing my time so that I can decompress after work and then put my whole self into making a cake. I find that fascinating because, you know, like you said, you know, uh, baking is, there's, you know, so precise. It's so precise. There's not a lot of room for, um, well, there's room for experimentation, but not like cooking, right? And, um, I feel like I would be, it would be more nerve wracking to, to, to make the cake, you know, than to, to cook. But for you, it sounds completely flip-flopped. Why? I think I find the chemistry in baking to be very comforting that I know these ingredients will pair this way and cause this reaction hmm. where in, and flavors, I think is a, a different thing with baking where if you have each element right, then you can play around with the flavors to get them to complement each other. Or if you, I read a lot about how flavors go together. There's a really great book called The Flavor Bible. That the Flavor Bible, okay. Yes, it's, it's an incredible resource for either cooking or baking, but you can look up an ingredient and see, oh, here are 18 things that I could pair with this that will work well with this flavor. So it's fun to read stuff like that and then think of how you can make those work together. Where cooking for me, I often do follow a recipe like very rigidly when I'm cooking and uh, my partner does not just riffs on things and 
I get very stressed out by that because I'm like, well, what if it doesn't taste good? How do you know that this is going to work together? And I think it's probably because I just focused most of my time on baking versus on cooking. And when I make food for myself, when I lived alone, I made rice with an egg on top for like probably 60% of my meals. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is why I love interviews like this, because um, we're already going down that rabbit hole. You mentioned chemistry. So uh, it sounds like you're a secret chemist. Do you have a background in? I do not. I have a bachelor's in art history. <laughs> art? Hi- oh, my God. We just yeah. we just did an art history show. Man, we, oh, nice. now, now we're going to have to have you back for that. Gremlins are now an art history show. Ultimately, with art history, I wanted to go to grad school to do art restoration, which does involve Mm. a lot of chemistry, but I did not major or minor in chemistry. (laughs) Art restoration. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. No, this is perfect. Yeah. Um, What is, uh, before we move on, um, what is your favorite history in the arts? I really like um, Dutch painting. There, I mean, I I like a lot, honestly. But the audience uh, is gonna come after you, the Twitter mob, if you don't say the right one. Oh I'm my kidding. gosh, there's so much good art out there, though. I I personally really love photography. Um, oh, I yeah. really like sculpting too. I never did that. I focused on drawing when I was in art school, um, which I wasn't very good at, and that's okay. <laughs> but I do use it. I draw sketches of cakes before I make them, I want to look on paper to see how it will look. And they're rough sketches. They're never like beautiful things, but it gets the point across from my head to paper. So then I could see how it would look. Yeah. It's helpful to send to people too, to say, is this kind of what you envisioned? Um, Cause a lot of times I'll have people send me inspiration pictures of what they're looking for. But as a person that has studied art and bakes, you never really want to just copy verbatim what someone else is doing. Um, So that's something too that I've thought about like over the course of my adult life baking is trying to figure out what my personal style is and figure out how I can make that play into what people want. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to put your spin on things. You got to put your signature on things. If you could I think that would probably be a good place to start to to start to close our 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 conversation is if you tried to describe your signature style how what would that be? That's a really good question. I think currently and it changes over time. I think it could change from year to year for me, but right now I think I would say a simplistic way of frosting things, um maybe using some different piping tips to support flowers and putting them in the cake. Um, I like squiggly lines. I think those are fun to do on a cake. I've also really been into frosting cakes like you would see in probably like the 60s or 70s in a lot of those cake decorating books where it's like very old school. Oh, I love that. Um, Something that I really want to try this year, though, I really love jello molds. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I think they're very fun. Curveball. So Didn't see that coming, but all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been thinking about figuring out ways to decorate a cake so that it looks similar to like a 50s, 60s, 70s jello mold. 
All right. So let's uh, <laughs> let's tell the good people how they could maybe one day get one of your Jello molds. How does the good people out there hire you for your services? How do they reach out? How do they connect? I do most everything through email, um, which is on my website. It's bakewitch.com. Um, I like working through email because I find that it's easier for people to communicate what they're looking for using pictures. Um, we could talk all the time about how something looks, but if I see a picture of it, that gives me an immediate, okay, I know what I know what you want. And this is the jesse at bakewitch.com, right? That's me. Okay, so let's spell it out for the good people so they know how to contact you. So that's J-E-S-S-I-E at bakewitch.com, B-A-K-E-W-I-T-C-H.com. So uh, before we get out of here, what does the future hold? I hope to grow my business. Ideally, I I like having it small. I think it allows me to use local ingredients and keep things seasonal. I think there are a lot of bakeries out there that do that currently, but then there are a lot of the bigger bakeries that you just get things year-round. Um, so I focus most of my things seasonally. What's the dream gig? My current dream, I think, is to have uh, a tiny home kitchen in my backyard <laughs> so that I can just use that as a cottage bakery. Um, I think I don't know that at this point I really did want to own my own bakery and have a brick and mortar. And I helped open one when I was in my 20s. And it was a really great experience because it taught me a lot of how much work and also money goes into opening a bakery. But I also think it taught me that you don't have to do that if you want to bake for people. Um, Georgia is really great. They have cottage um, bakery laws that you can look up and start your own as long as you're following correct food procedures. I went to culinary school for a little bit of time and I learned food safety there and have taken food safety courses. So that's something that I always try to keep in mind as well. But I think having a space uh, close to my house would be ideal for me and just a space for me to work in. I don't know that I want to have employees. I kind of like doing this as just my fun side hustle, even though I don't really like the word side hustle. Do you want to make it your main hustle though one day? Eventually, I think I would be interested in that. I think like a lot of Atlanta has a really great pop-up scene for restaurants and a ton of things, pop-up bars, all of that. I think that's probably where I would focus my efforts first is just doing pop-ups around the city to see if it's even something worth putting into a brick and mortar because I think that's the best way to get interest and try to figure out if it is even something you want to do before you pour a bunch of time and money into creating a storefront and then you realize maybe that's not what you want um but I think a lot of people a lot of people expect that when you're a baker you want to open a brick and mortar and at this point in the year 2023. I don't think that that's always necessary. And sometimes it might be a safer bet to have a cottage bakery or to rent a space from a kitchen that it's a night restaurant and then you can cook there during the day. Well, that sounds that sounds lovely. I like that. 
I like yeah. that. And we wish you all the luck in the world. So Miss Jessie, the Bake Witch, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun to chat. Absolutely. We'll have to have you back for, we already, we already, we got to talk about gremlins now. And of course, maybe a, a art history uh, show one of these days. Thank you so much. But before we get there, you guys know what to do. Go ahead and check us out at NovoDayProductions.com or you can always follow us at underscore Novo underscore Day and at Novo Day Media. And until next time, be good to each other. And as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novo Day Productions. Created and hosted by Novo Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Day Media, at Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company. Facebook.com slash Aco Music 123, Aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J E S T U S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.